eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Going to get to some of your mailbag questions. I know you guys sent some last week and this week. We'll combine two. Uh, but let's uh, keep with the defense right now. Jermaine Pratt was speaking to the media after training camp today. They had the joint practice with the Packers. Got a little heated out there. Um, and and just some of the things before we get to some of the, the I don't, what do we want to call it? The fighting? The, the scuffle. Scuffle, scuffle, nothing, nothing too crazy, but but some scuffle going on with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Jermaine Pratt made a comment and it actually made me think. And he was just talking about, hey, they were a top 10 defense last year. There's like a lot of confidence coming from the defensive side of the ball that this could be a top five unit. I know there are question marks about the safety position. You have to hear that all the time, especially on the outside national media. How are you going to win without Jesse Bates and Von Bell at your safety position? I feel like they got stronger on the defensive line, and I think that's something that we should really be focusing on when it comes to rotating the different guys that they're going to be able to put out there, and it's going to be fun, something that – was kind of a weakness for him where all their money was going mm-hmm. and it really, they couldn't put the pressure or get to the quarterback. And I think that's going to help their secondary overall going into the 2023 season. But what do you think about that? Do you think this unit could be top five in the NFL? Could sure. Will yeah. nah, I wouldn't predict it. Yeah. I just think they're going to start slower. And that's part of the reason that from the last segment, I mentioned I might, favor the Browns, not by much, but I would might favor them a tiny bit, half point, one point, 45, 40% confidence the Bengals could win that game uh, or will win that game. Not could, but will win that game. Um, I is partly because I think it's going to start a little slow for the Bengals defense. I don't think that means they're going to be terrible. I just think it's going to be a little bit worse than we're used to. And they've, they've always kind of been more of a postseason unit than a regular season unit. Um, but yeah, my thoughts on it are, I think they're going to be too up and down to be top five. Could it happen? Certainly. And I think that would involve my guy, Nick Scott showing up in a big way 
and Dax Hill playing extremely well, even though this is essentially his rookie year. I think there's a way it happens, but I think it's more likely we're looking at a fringe top 10 unit in the regular season that's catching its stride in the playoffs. All right. Well, to be determined on what that looks like. And I do, I think it's going to take just a little bit for the guys to get in the, the swing of things and, and Nick Scott and Dax Hill out there in the starting role. And who knows how they're going to feel in that first game. Uh, I'm sure there's a little bit of uh, game day nerves when you're out there for the first time. It's different than a preseason game, even if they do get preseason reps, what that looks like on the road in Cleveland. Um, so we'll, we'll see what the defensive side of the ball looks like. But overall, I think I mentioned it early on in the podcast. And look, they've only been at training camp for less than two weeks right now. So we only have some of the videotapes out there. And, and this offense has Trevor Simeon and Jake Browning. And not having Joe Burrow is a difference maker. But overall, it really feels like the defense is starting to pick things up. Up. Trey Hendrickson had himself a day against the Green Bay Packers, and and that's really exciting um, because as I mentioned before, just the D line overall, I, I I have confidence that it's going to be better. Not to say that it was terrible or anything like that in the league, but they do. They have to be better. There's a lot of money there, and um, I, I want to see that out of Trey Hendrickson and, and the rest of the guys. But what did you think overall with some of the the stuff coming out of camp today from the joint practice? You know, uh, the main thing I think I heard about the defense was the defense was dominant outside of one deep ball where DJ Turner lost uh, to Romeo Dobbs. And I didn't watch it. I don't know. Maybe there's something there. It's like, well, they said he lost, but it was actually supposed to have safety help, whatever else. All I'm saying one deep shot was given up. And other than that, it seemed like the Bengals defense was dominant. They were forcing a lot of check downs. The run game went nowhere. I have... Uh, my one tweet that I was following, Sam Monson from PFF, a friend of the show, DJ Reader ruining virtually every run play. Obviously. We love it. We love it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then I saw multiple people say, like, you know, Trey Hendrickson was a monster with pressure and some sacks, but you can't really sack. Uh, DJ Reader had some sack, had at least one sack, according to something I saw. So it just seemed like this Bengals defense just dominant unit does that mean the Packers offense is bad no not really it just means I think Lou cooks a little in the preseason for whatever or the the these practices for whatever reason I always am seeing him blitz or run these creepers or simulated pressures or all this funky stuff rather than just like let's just throw four and see how the boys do it's it's like we're gonna send the nickel and loop the my no Mike, that's right, Mike and middle linebacker, whatever, around him and get this pressure. It, it just, you know, it doesn't seem like fun for the offense whenever they're playing against, and that includes the Bengals offense when they're playing against Lou in a room on this defense. So they had a good day. And it sounded like DJ Reader and Trey Hendrickson were standouts. Uh, I also heard DJ Turner had a really good day other than that one. Yeah. Yeah, PFF, uh, the guys joked. The some of the PFF guys were there, and and they're really big on DJ Turner. I think one of them said, "I would give him a 98 grade right now." Um, and oh, they're not actually grading the practice. Who knows? Every player, who every staff. Did you know you can bet on preseason games? Like that's where we're at right yeah. now in the NFL. I mean, that's absolutely insane to me. I would never do it. Never. If you're, if you're betting on a preseason game, honestly. I mean, there's charities out there that need money. You just go ahead and donate your money to the to the app, or at least just go to a real casino. Like, it's absolutely just crazy to me. But uh, but yes, you can do that. And I'm I don't said. Are you taking the over or the under for the Bengals Packers preseason odds? 
I think I'm gonna take. I think I'm gonna take the under. I think I'm gonna take the under. That one oh, time, the best bets from Sports Illustrated for the Bengals Packers preseason game. It's no, it, give me some, give me some right now. Uh, the the Packers are favored by four and a half. Um, yeah, I could probably see that. Yeah, I mean, you know, they'll probably be they're playing their starters. Some of their starters. oh, are they? They should win. Well, they should be. Let's see. Um, um, in other words, Green Bay Society is simply on different levels in terms of where they stand heading into the 23-24 season with Love and Company having much to play for. Oh, our Packers versus Bengals pick is against the spread on Green Bay at four. So, they're, yeah, they're saying take the Packers at minus four and a half. I think that's wild that that, that you can actually do that. I just – And uh, that there's analysis on it. Like somebody's getting paid to write articles about like – who should you bet on? My favorite thing I was telling you it was last year because I, I, I don't do it that much. And if I do it on FanDuel, I'm betting like $1 or $2, nothing too crazy. And I'm probably doing it like one time a weekend um, if it's an NFL game or, or when there's um, some MLB games. But I remember last year, right when we were doing the pod, I think we talked about it, maybe off there or on it. And we were talking about some of the bets. I'm like, first time touchdown, Trent and Erwin, uh, free bet money. And I was going to put money on it. it was actually the I, made, I made, you made one, that one. I made one bet. And it involved a Hayden Hurst first-time touchdown in the AFC Championship game, and he dropped it. I mean, you know what the odds are when that was like plus plus five thousand. Like nobody was saying take Hayden Hurst on that. He had two touchdowns all year or something like that. That's why Zach Taylor said, "Let's go to Hayden. Let's go to Hayden first. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, yeah, that, that didn't work out for you. But we'll go to your mailbag questions. A uh, lot of good questions, and we'll get to UK Cincinnati fan. He said, there are a lot of teams trying to turn running backs into weapons. They can line them up in the slot like Christian McCaffrey. Are you a believer that will be a successful evolution of running backs? No, not really, because I just think wide receivers are better at that. Um, this is something to me that every training camp we go through and every draft season we go through, and we went through this with Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. The idea that a running back will also just play wide receiver, that you know that like there's a lot of wide receiver. Trent Irwin was a practice squad guy mm-hmm. <laughs> before last year. Like you have to be really good to actually play wide receiver in the NFL. I don't know. I don't see it. And I think this is why you get all the hype. You get the one-on-ones where they're running a triple move and they beat a linebacker and everybody gets excited. I just – I have – how many guys line up and will like run real stuff? I remember one Mixon uh, dig route, like a 12 yard in, maybe they call that a basic, whatever, but uh, a, a Mixon 12 yard in route. And I think that might have been the only route he ran that was like a real, not just a go or a hitch when he was lined up at wide receiver. Other than that, like that's what you run. Or and then you have a running back route tree from the backfield and um, from offset and whatever else. But yeah. Majority of running backs routes are just run deep so that somebody has to run after you or stay here so that if somebody goes after a wide receiver, we could just dump it off to you and you'll have space to run. I, I don't know. Personally, that's where I am. on it. I think that's why Chris Evans got all that hype and he, it hasn't turned out is because like he, he's not a wide receiver. Even if he can move well, he's not a wide receiver. He's still a running back that's just kind of out there. When he went out there and he was like a five foot nine guy and they threw a slot fade to him against the Dolphins, I was in the stands just going like, we don't have to do this. No, no. Put a real receiver in there. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, What do you think, uh, speaking of Chris Evans, what do you think his numbers are on Friday night? I don't even know if he's still on the team. To be completely, play a lot, right? He probably play a lot. He probably would play a lot, but do you think he? Um, give me the yards. Give me the numbers for Chris Evans. Uh, six for twenty, but with a forty-three yard run called back for a holding call. Definitely a holding call on Max Sharping. Um, and I will say that he will have a touchdown, Chris Evans. Yes, that that's the one that's called back. Oh, the touchdown. Yeah, I, I do think that the Chris Evans hype will be real for one. Yeah. I think it's going to come back for a little bit. And then the spark will die down for the next preseason game because this is going to be his game. This is his Christmas. He's an interesting player. He ran, um, he ran a stutter go. Mm-hmm. against the Lions in the regular season his rookie year and beat he got matched up with a linebacker beat him deep scored a touchdown and it's like if I just think once you run something I feel like you're going to get like actual people are actually going to pay attention they're not going to put the yeah. Alex Anzalone on you after that like oh okay so we can't just you know waste a linebacker over there we have to actually cover that guy yeah. Uh, you know what? Hopefully Chris Evans does have himself a night because if he's not going to be in Cincinnati, I hope he goes and plays on another team. Yeah, I hope he gets a deal somewhere. Yeah. Probably not in Cincinnati, but yeah, I, I we're, think this, we're, we're rooting for him. Yeah, I'm rooting for him. Go go and um, have yourself a Friday night, get some good tape, and uh, maybe lean on another team. David Speakman says, are we going to be more creative with short yardage? I hope so, mainly because – if I see more second and one, second and inches quarterback sneaks, I'm going to go crazy. That just signals to me like that is such a shot play area. And you have one of the best quarterbacks and, in my opinion, the best wide receiver group. How are you running a quarterback sneak where the ceiling of that is three yards? Like that's the most you're going to get out of it. Midfield, run a quarterback sneak. We got to keep the change moving. That's a fourth and inches play. That should you should feel 95, 98% confident about your quarterback sneak picking up inches. That's why you second and, and one second inches is such a shot play territory. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you that uh, and anytime they do that stuff, it makes me nervous in general, just even going over the last couple of years. Vienna Jeff says, How many guys who get cut will get claimed before we can even get them on the practice squad? Oh, that doesn't happen super often. Only no. one guy last year, from what I remember. No, and I think that if you feel like if they feel confident, like, hey, we do not want to put this person or even even try and cut them loose and, and hope they can come back to us on the practice squad, they won't do that on this roster. I think it's just going to be like, hey, we don't have room for you. We feel good about our depth. We obviously have our starters. And if we get you back, we get you back. But nothing too crazy. It's not like we're going to see one of the draft picks. I don't think we're going to see one of the draft picks. Do you think Ivy makes the team then? I think he's still on the bubble, even after a good training camp. It's tough because there's a lot of corners. It is tough. It is tough on the, in the cornerback room. I, think I do think you've got a better shot at getting Jalen Davis on your practice squad than you do DJ Ivy. 
Yeah, because DJ Ivy's going to put a lot of tape out there in these preseason games. I just um, also think age, like there's something exciting about a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, Yossi Voss, if he gets cut, he's oh, he's gone. 80, 90% chance he's gone. Like He's a wide receiver one think. on some of these teams. Oh, my <laughs> I'm joking. Hey, you never know. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, like the main guy I could think of could get cut, and I think he would probably get picked up. Maybe a few guys, but one I'm thinking of would be Jay Tufele. Yeah, and that's how they got him. Was he got cut, and then the Bengals picked him up. If he gets cut, I think somebody could put in the waiver claim and pick him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I just feel like if they cut cut ties with someone, it's just going to be like, look, we just we have too many guys at this position, and we feel we feel pretty good about our depth, and and maybe they'll see something new in the cornerback room. And like I've I've said it in in general, when it comes to the secondary and the corners. Um, stack them all up. It's really important when you get into those games in January. And um, if you make it to the postseason again, you you, you want to have all the depth in the world um, at that position and on your offensive line. So, um, yeah, they'll have some – I feel like they'll have some tough decisions to make because I actually do feel good about the depth right now overall um, in, a, in a lot of the position groups. But, yeah, Andre's not going anywhere. He's going to uh, – I agree with you. Awesome. I think there's a small chance it could happen, but I don't see it. I just – I'd feel like I'd feel more worried if it was Marvin Lewis. <laughs> Marvin Lewis, man. Sheesh. Uh, but uh, we'll move on to more of your Twitter questions again. You can follow along Bengals underscore Sand. You can follow me at Ellen Diaz Patterson. And thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. It did sound like we were breaking the, uh, ending the show there, and I didn't mean to.